You're listening to the Everyday Growth Podcast with your host, Anthony J. Start your personal growth journey with fitness, nutrition, and mindset. How bad do you want it? This is Everyday Growth. Community, welcome back. And if you are new here, congrats, you have found the best one-stop shop for everything fitness, nutrition, and mindset related. Guys, it is so nice to be back. Just finished up this amazing podcast for you guys, and I hope you enjoy it with my good friend and fellow nutrition coach, Maggie Dong. Now, see, Maggie has a very interesting story, right? Maggie has overcome some mad, mad, mad adversities in her life to become the woman that she is today, and not just that, to become the coach that she presents herself with, or she presents herself to her clients, who she is as a coach. It just, everything comes full circle when you hear her wonderful story. She comes from, you know, um, disordered eating to beating that to understanding that the scale doesn't mean anything when it comes to your fitness and nutrition journey. And it's just really there for a biofeedback marker. We get into all things obsessive eating and the scale and all these biomarkers that we should be taking a look at and how we should just be loving life in general as opposed to just living for a number on a scale or obsessing over calories or obsessing over how society should tell us how to look as a female and or a male. Now see, we we dive deep down the rabbit hole of um, the other side of what I'm used to as coaching males to Maggie um, coaches and specializes in females because a duh she is one duh and two what she has gone through and how she attacks on being a coach she knows exactly what women are going through and she's here to squash the same old bs that's getting tossed at women where you can't lift weights quote unquote like men or you can't lift weights at all or you have to eat under a thousand calories we talk all of that and Maggie squashes all that nonsense one after another after another. Now guys, do me a huge favor, hit hit subscribe on the podcast and run yourself on over to YouTube and also hit subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. Now you can put some faces with the names so you can actually see the people that are talking to you. So you can it's really nice to have faces with names and not just our lovely voices every single week. So guys, please head on over there, hit subscribe on both on both of those channels for us just so you don't miss out on anything that is being dropped. And yes, we are dropping guests guest episodes and we are dropping solo episodes and everything in between and not to mention I have something that I'm dropping very very soon on another on another episode of this podcast that I have been working on diligently for some time around six seven eight months now and it is finally finally here and it is finally finally in the next 10 days hopefully the goal is in 10 days will be launched i cannot wait for you guys to see what i have been working on but like always guys i want to bring some love some love some love to to the number one sponsor of this podcast and it is ambition threads company now ambition threads is an amazing up and coming company who i've been working with very closely and the owner is an amazing, amazing human being, Mr. Tyler Gentry out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you are new here, this is gonna this is the only repetitive spot of the entire podcast. But community, you know me, you know that I can't get enough of ambition. And guess what, guys? They just had another launch. It's every other week, and I swear to God, this guy and this company and everyone that works for him is just launching clothes left and right. So right now, seriously, you can snag a ton of new wear and start stocking 
um, stocking up for your in and outside of the gym wear, your street wear, out to dinner wear. It is the flyest, the flyest inside and outside gym wear I have ever had on. You guys, it wears well, it washes well, it holds its shape very well. And not to mention, guys, because you are part of this amazing community and because you have dedicated tons of your time and energy and love to this community, Ambition Threads Company is giving you guys 20% off. If you go over to their store, pick out anything that you want, put in that code every day and receive 20% off. That's every day, all in caps, before you guys check out and you will receive 20% off. Guys, I cannot wait for you to hear what goes on with me and Maggie. Oh, hey, wait, forgot about this. Before we go, though, before we go, before you guys listen to this, what do you think of the intro? No one's hit me up yet. I've had to ask people what they think of the intro. What do you guys think of the intro, man? You know, I, I just thought it was time to to level up the playing field a little bit and to get something in the beginning to kind of get everybody in the mood and kind of ramp you guys up. And I think the guy who did it did an amazing, amazing job. If you guys want um, the guy who did this on Fiverr, if you have any type of YouTube intro or podcast intro that you're thinking about or, I don't know, any type of intro at all you need, I think this guy does it all and I guarantee I could probably find his email in my email list on Gmail. So I can I can definitely steer you in the right direction. But let me, guys, DM me, um, shoot me an email at everydayanthonyj at gmail.com or hit me up at everydayanthonyj on Instagram and tell me what you guys think of the intro. But without further ado... My good friend and nutrition fitness coach, Maggie Dong, brings it to you guys. And I'll tell you what, if you whether you're male or female, it doesn't really matter. But hey, if you are a female and you listen to this podcast, listen, listen, listen up. Maggie kills this podcast, and I'm so happy that I, she actually took time out of her day to give this community and myself a little bit of her time and her energy. You know, she's just a super sweet person, and she has some big, big, big things coming up, and she's diving headfirst into them, and I can't wait to follow along on this journey, and you guys can too, so make sure you guys head on over to Instagram and follow Maggie Dong underscore and you guys if you guys have any questions shoot her a dm she's she has spots available right now for her fitness and nutrition coaching you guys hit her up and of course she will be linked in the show notes below so don't forget after this head on down there check out the show notes and get subscribed to the podcast and the youtube station guys so without further ado maggie dong maggie welcome to the show how are you doing today thank you so much for having me Dude, you are more than welcome, man. You know what? Since we've, I think we met in, um, is it, was it Chase's group, the, the Operation coach, Podcast group? Yeah, the Coach Casters. Yeah. How did all that uh, turn out for you? Did you jump, did you right after that start your podcast or did you do it previously or how did you do that? So I actually have been wanting to start a podcast in, I mean, since last year and I just never knew where to start. And after I got put in that group and everyone seemed like they already had their podcast going. So I just said, you know, why not start right now? And then I literally launched my podcast in a week and it's been a few months and I actually just interviewed Chase on my podcast. So it's come full circle. That's awesome. How many episodes deep are you? Uh, I think I'm around 26, 27. You're going quick. You're moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first couple of weeks, I, I was just pumping out episodes, probably like three to four a week. Yeah. That's tough to keep up. I think I was doing, uh, yeah. I was doing three a week. So 12 a month um, over the quarantine time, over three months. And I had to, I got burned out. I had to take like a whole month off. I just couldn't do it anymore. I was like, 
you know, almost 40 episodes in three months. I'm like, I'm sorry, community, I'm done. <laughs> you know, like, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, this is hard work, but it's fun. It is. It's amazingly fun. And it's not just, it's the connection, right? Like, look at this. It's just amazing what we can do with something that is just as easy as this over a Zoom call and talk about what we love to do, you know? So with that, with that being said, Maggie, introduce yourself to the community. Um, I didn't do that right when we came out. We were talking for a minute, but introduce yourself. Yeah. So my name is Maggie. I'm an online health and fitness coach, and I specialize in helping stressed out women get lean. And we do that in a sustainable way, keeping a balanced lifestyle. Amazing. And how is everything going with coaching and how long have you been doing it? And is it your, is it your full-time job? Well, actually, yeah, I am full-time now. And you know, I'm not, I've never mentioned this anywhere on my platform. So I think we're going to have to break the news on your podcast um, that I was in school. I was in college when I first started my coaching business. This was last year. And I actually just dropped out two months ago. So never announces anywhere. So your audience is going to be the first to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. Dropped out of college. How are you feeling about that? It was a hard decision because, I mean, I I got into my dream college right out of high school and everyone was telling me that, you know, you should stay. This looks so good on your resume. And I was just like, this is not for me because I was going to school for cognitive science. I would have gone into a tech corporate job and I don't see myself working a nine to five. And it was just at one point I said, I can't do this anymore. I was working on my coaching business and doing school full-time, I was like working 14 hour days every single day. And I just got so burnt out and realized that there's no point in me doing school. And even though it would have looked really good on a resume, but you know, fuck a resume. (laughs) 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 Sorry. I don't know if I'm supposed to cuss. Oh yeah. You're pretty good on that. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm never going to be working for anybody else. So why do I need a resume anyway? So yeah, coaching is my full time now, which is why I'm moving to San Diego because I don't have to be in LA for school anymore. Wow. That's a huge move, man. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, having that mindset too, of like not wanting to work at nine to five, was that kind of like, okay, so I walked away from my, my job a little over two years ago and um, obviously I'm a little bit older than you are and I've gone through some jobs, but I was running jobs for people. And I know the community knows my story and all these things. And I just couldn't do it anymore. Like I didn't feel a sense of any type of pride. I didn't like feel like working that hard for somebody else anymore. I can't kind of came to like, you know, full circle where it was like, I'm done. Like, I just can't do this anymore for somebody else. It's like, I want to have freedom with my life. Where did you kind of come up with I don't want to do this shit. Like, I don't want to do this nine to five. Is it kind of going down this path of nutrition and fitness and wellness where you're kind of just like, I can't, I can't have a nine to five anymore. Yeah. So I first started my fitness journey a few years ago and I got really just interested in that immediately. And I was just like balls deep into health and fitness all the time. Didn't want to focus in school. And After I kind of reached the point in my fitness journey where I was really happy with where I'm at, I decided that, you know, I want to coach other people. So I got my personal training certification and I said, I'm going to go work at a gym. And 
I was at school and applying for these different personal trainer jobs at gyms and got a few interviews, didn't get accepted into any of them. And after a while, I was just like, you know what, if no one wants to hire me, I'm going to work for myself. So, so I just decided to start a business. And after a few months of business, I just realized that you know, you don't need a college degree for this. And this is a lifestyle that I actually want to live. I don't really want to sit eight hours a day in, in an office. I think that drives me crazy. And not, not really interested in going to, like, tech anyway. I don't even know why I decided to go into that as my major in college, probably because... I would have been making a good amount of money, um, but th- that would have not been what I really wanted to do. So I just really enjoy this lifestyle of freedom and a nine to five just wasn't going to do it for me. And with my personality, I hate being told what to do. So. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So it was never going to work for me. So I'm glad I came to the realization at such a young age. That's awesome. How did you, how, when did you start to, I know you just said uh, not too long ago, you started in the fitness, but what kind of gravitated you towards the whole fitness and nutrition space, if you will, was there one specific thing or um, were you just, just wanted to get into it and kind of leave that old you behind? Or was there kind of like an epiphany of like, I need to start lifting some weights. Well, I wanted to lose weight at first and I just started off with no working out, just pure dieting and I cut my calories really really low and had an eating disorder from that and at one point I just realized that you know this is not the life that I want to live this is not sustainable and I actually had my the guy that I was dating at the time just he was pretty into the gym and he told me you know why don't you go lift some weights at the gym and I said you know why not try it out and I just got really obsessed with it and that's how I all started (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome what happened with the uh touch base on this if you want we don't have to but what happened with the eating disorder was just um you just had a really nasty um attraction with food like was your everything you looked at just you're just counting calories so precisely that you couldn't eat this couldn't eat that or you would go go do some cardio just so you can have a piece of cake or did you get to that point yeah so I was eating like less than a thousand calories a day which is insane for my body and I also had orthorexia which is when you you only eat foods that are tracked or cooked by you like I I didn't let myself eat out if people offered me anything I wouldn't take it if I can't weigh it and track it precisely so it was just this obsession with food and the numbers and my body and Every single day I'd wake up, weigh myself. If the scale went up by a tiny bit, I would just start starving myself even more. So that was where that I was at. Wow, that's that's amazing. So to see if my community go on Maggie's Instagram and look at how she looks today, I can only imagine like the transformation that you've gone through already. It's just, it's truly, truly amazing. So congratulations definitely on all that and getting that all together because that's not an easy road, man. That's just, it's, that's you. not easy at all. You know, is that why you kind of, ch- uh, that you're, you're choosing now to work um, directly with women? Yeah. I mean, I know men do struggle with eating disorders and mm. stuff too, so I'm not 
like saying that only women struggle with it, but I do have more experience working with women just because when you're eating that little food, you your hormones are also messed up. And I'd like to work with women on that as well, because I've talked to so many of them who've lost their periods, who lost their appetite, just especially with women, eating a certain amount of food is crucial just to survive for the body and having a good amount of body fat. It's, it's normal. Yeah, I think that's uh... a, <laughs> I think that's a good thing to be teaching people, especially this day and age with women as well. But where's some of the problems that you see with the women today? Do you actually have clients that are actually that are in some really nasty hormonal places right now? Are they really eating under a thousand calories? I did have women who come to me eating around a thousand calories a day. And most of them who come to me are not eating enough. They're under eating protein. They are, I mean, they're just in this mentality of, eating less is going to get me to where I want, which that's what we've all been taught. It's like staying in a calorie deficit, deficit. And like, it's, it's crazy how low people go um, when they take it way too far. And I've been there too, but I think the way that I want to help women is helping them with reverse dieting and speeding up their metabolisms first and then going into the deficit. And that way they can lose fat in a healthier place. Have you ever had any women get back up to like uh, close to a maintenance level and they don't even want to cut anymore? Actually, I've had a client who we brought her up to maintenance and she she didn't even have to cut anymore because a lot of times when I have women reverse diet, they actually just start losing body fat like automatically because their bodies are just in such a healthier state. And I had this client who we brought her up to like 2,200 calories, which is where her maintenance is at. And she looks leaner than she has ever before. I love that. I mean, like even with, even with men as well too, I have a couple, I have a handful of my clients who start out with me and like, I have some clients that are over a year now and it's like, you look at their beginning pictures and they were eating close to 1600 calories less than what they're eating now. And we've been at maintenance for so long and I keep bringing this up like, Hey, listen, you're hammering this thing. Like you've gotten this every week, every month, you've been doing so good. Like, do you want to cut yet? And they're like, no, like I'm good to go. And they look phenomenal. I mean, like literally they're eating close to 3000 calories as a 200 pound male and they were eating under 2000 when we started way under 2000 and now they look great. Like their skin looks better. They're getting sleep. Like there's so much more that goes through. It goes to just losing weight, right? It's like the journey, like reversing is everything because in that reversal period, you just start learning so much more about nutrition in general. And, the, and you start eating more and more. Like I can eat how much this week? Like you want me to eat how much Maggie? And they're like, yeah, eat that food. Like get after it, you know? No, absolutely. And I think being on this fitness journey and doing it the right way with increasing food and taking care of your health, you also start realizing that there is so much more to life than just how you look. And you don't want to be stuck in this place where all you care about is tracking your food. All you care about is the number on the scale. You you start caring more about your experiences with friends, your relationships, and just just enjoying the food that you eat because food is supposed to be enjoyable. It's not supposed to be this thing where you use to help you lose or gain weight. Yeah. I think it's so backwards this day and age, you know, like everything is really like 
in this, you know, this society, it's like everything is around food, like birthday parties, going out on the weekends, drinks, food, every, there's food every day. Like we congregate for food, for meetings, for lunches, for coffee in the morning. Like we all congregate around food and, and food and drink. And it's like, imagine going out now. I'm sure I've never had this happen to me, but I'm sure from your shoes, right? Like just going out, like looking around being like, well, can't have that. Can't have that. Can't have that. It's one of those things. Like once you understand the nutrition behind it, it's like, I can have that. And I'm totally guilt-free right now. And I feel fantastic. I think once people have that, almost like that enlightened sense, it's like fat loss is kind of in the back of your head. It's, instead of being the forefront, it's gone now. And they're just, everyone's just like chills out a little bit and understands that life lifestyle is so much more important than trying to count calories every day or trying to step on a scale of three times a day or even once a day. I think when people learn that, I think that learning is, is such a big journey that when you get there, it's like, I don't care about it anymore, you know, cause you've, you've learned so much more about it that you're actually enjoying every, like every day, you know, how do you, how do you feel now? Where are you at with your calories now? Are you still reversing? Or are you bulking or what are you doing? So I just went through, I mean, if you want to call it bulk, I, I, I don't do like crazy bulks. I mostly do like leaner bulks, if you want to call that. And I went up to 2,500, which then nice. eventually became my maintenance. Um, so I just stayed there and it was my maintenance for a while. And now I'm kind of in a place where I'm just doing whatever because I have so much flexibility with how much I can eat. So some days I'll eat a little more, some days I'll eat a little less, but I mean, I'm pretty happy with where my body's at, where my metabolism is at. And I'm just having fun with life. That's awesome. How is everything else going with you now too? Like how is, is sleep been back on track for quite some time now? Is all that kind of, kind of catching up and hormonally, are you okay now as well? Yeah, for sure. I remember even a year ago, I went through a period where I cut pretty low, probably like around 17 to 1800, which is like really low for me because I'm tall and I'm not supposed to eat that low of calories every day. And I was also training probably two to three hours every day. I went through that period of overtraining and my sleep was fucked up. And it was, it was such an experience and just a lesson that I had to learn for myself because now when my clients are starting to get to that point, I don't let them because I've had clients who are obsessed with working out. They're like, you know, I love working out. I love running. I'm just going to go to the gym and spend half a day there. And I don't let them do that. And I, I make sure that they take rest days because rest days are so important. I remember when I was doing two to three hours, seven days a week at the gym, no rest, my body was not having it. And eventually I just burnt out and didn't want to do it anymore. And I never want anyone to get to that point. Yeah, there's uh it's very hard to come back from that. Once we go down that rabbit hole quite a bit, I know, you know, I would never personally, I don't think I would take on any female that has hormonal problems like that. I just think it's, that's needs to be pushed off to a real professional for a hormonal professional. I think because so many things go wrong. And the thing is, is like, you don't really notice 
even with males too, I can go on a male side of this too, since you're taking the female side of it, even with males too, like we get down low, man, like too low and we want to be shredded, you know, quote unquote shredded. And people don't really understand what that means. Like to get to that percentage of body fat, like that, that really low body fat, it's, it's not the healthiest to be at for a very long time. Not to mention like men hormonally, like we have a lot of problems downstairs when that happens, you know, like, like females may miss their, miss their cycles and everything. You know, for men, it's like, we're not aroused anymore. We're overtired. Things aren't working. And then we wonder what the fuck is really going on. And I think that's when it's like, listen, you need to go take, get some blood done. You need to go talk to a specialist. I think that's what it is. But have you encountered like a really um, bad client yet for a female client that has gone down that road and you kind of had to push them off or you're like, kind of like, I'm scared, man. I'm scared for what you're going through. Yeah. I mean, I've had clients who've had like hormonal problems and, mm. and kind of, but it's not that extreme. Like I, mm. I wouldn't be taking on anyone who's that extreme because I'm not a professional and I feel much more comfortable referring them to a professional because I mean, as much as I can help them with the nutrition and working outside of things if they have some serious health issues and I can't fix that because I'm not a doctor right yeah and I think that's it's a good thing right there too you know but where um so where are you going what's what's the next step for you now in your journey now that you're you're kind of kind of on and maintenance right now like are you trying to lift weights more now or you just kind of just relaxing and I, I know we talked you have um, you have a move coming up pretty soon here coming up and, uh, are you just kind of focusing on that? Or are you really focusing on the gym right now? Well, I'm excited to get back into the gym because my gym here in LA right now, I've been without a gym for probably a couple weeks because mm-hmm. we shut down and it opened up and shut down again. So when I moved to San Diego, I know that there are gyms there that are open. So I'm excited to get back in. And just have fun with it because honestly, training and nutrition for me at this point, it's just whatever I do to make me feel happy and make me feel like I'm healthy. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to force my body to certain extremes. I just don't see the point of me doing that because like we talked about, when you do force your body to that extreme fitness is the only thing that's going to be on your mind because it's your priority if you want to keep that low of a body fat percentage you have to be so dialed in and that's just not where I want to be at this point because you know I have clients to serve I have a business to run I just want to enjoy life more and I don't want to really focus on my own body to that level because in the past with my eating disorders like when you have an eating disorder you're probably the most selfish person in the world because all you're focusing on is yourself. And, you know, this food is going to fit my calories. I'm going to have to order this at a restaurant. I can't go out. Like you're only focusing on yourself. And I think I did push a lot of people away from that. Just going through that time period, I lost a lot of relationships that now I'm trying to put more focus into. And I just don't want to be in that state where I'm that selfish anymore or ever. Yeah. I mean, life lessons, right? Like you've, you've learned probably learned so much from that period of time in your life. And 
it's, it's tough, you know, it's tough. And, and like you, it's, I've had problems too in the past where I don't talk to any of those people anymore. And of course I've lost friends and, you know, there's a lot of family members I don't talk to as well for what I've gone through in my past, but you can, you just gotta grow, you know, each day, you know, you just have to understand what happened. And, you know, if you want to have those friends again, it's almost like, Hey, sorry that I did that. I'm a little bit better now. One of those things you just got to keep ticking along each and every day. Do you still, so how's your relationship with food now? I am in a pretty good place with food. I enjoy, I I just enjoy food a lot. And it's not, it's not just about the numbers and I can, I mean, like I can eat pretty much whatever I want because 2,500 calories for a woman is a lot of food. Like on a good day when I'm trying to hit that number, I'm eating like four to five meals a day consistently. And most days where I'm going out to eat, I'm eating under that because I'm not eating four to five meals every single day when I'm just out and about. That's just a lot of food. So I can just enjoy now and be okay. I think that's a place where everyone wants to get to. And I think, I think that's a great goal. I think, I think it's a wonderful goal for everyone to, you know, most of the time our clients have to reverse out, right? Like most of the time, um, nine, nine times out of 10, people are not eating the amount of calories that they need to be eating. So the reverse part is very fun for us to tell people to eat more food. Sometimes it can be difficult, but I love them when people start to get close to a maintenance level and they're like, man, everything's so much better. And you're like, yeah, it is better when you're eating those calories, isn't it? Oh, for sure. It's almost like you don't even know how good life can be until you've lived it because, (laughs) because when you're constantly in that, like, low calorie tracking your food all the time you're like this is normal but you don't know how good it can yeah i mean you start to feel really damn good you know (laughs) like when when you're getting the the amount of fuel you need in you know i hate to use the word fuel but like there's just no other way to put it like when you get the amount of food in that you really need the intake is perfect the sleep is on point things are, things are nice. You know, like you're not trying to bite someone's head off because you've been such a a deficit or bite someone's head off because you just need more food. But it's like, once you start, it's like, once you start not thinking so much about the food or about the calories, I think that's when there's a huge shift of, it's really not a, it's really not about the food anymore. It's about the lifestyle and how I feel every single day and how much more I'm getting done at work and at home and my relationships and how much more time I have to put into all those other buckets, all those other cups that now I can put a little bit more energy in that probably before I was very restricted because it was all going towards counting food and my calories. And I have to look a certain way on the scale or weigh a certain way on the scale and look a certain way in the mirror. I think that's a big, big thing. When you start, when you start off with your clients, where do you, where do you start? I know every coach is different and I know every coach has their own little blueprint that they believe is the right way to start people off at for, for females that come to you for help. Where do you, where do you guys start at? Yeah. So I have them do an intake and I obviously have them track their current calories and macros to see where they're at. And most of the time I realize they're under eating calories and protein. So I bring that up for them and we start reversing and I have them start getting into proper strength training routine where they go to the gym and train hard but also take rest days because a lot of them come to me they're not resting or they're doing a ton of cardio which we're gonna start cutting that out a little by little so eventually they get to a point 
where they are comfortable with tracking, they're comfortable with strength training, and then we focus on gut health because I think that's a really good thing to focus on if they want to get the body that they want because if you're bloated all the time, you're probably not losing fat and building muscle. So we focus on gut health, and then I also throw in some time and stress management because most women who come to me are very stressed out very busy and if you're always in that fight or flight state your 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 body is not that healthy so we do some time and stress management stuff and eventually we focus on making that a long-term lifestyle because i have my clients start off with tracking macros and calories but eventually I want them to move to a point where they can just eat intuitively because that's, I, I mean, I think that's the end goal because when you're like 50 years old, you don't want to be tracking your macros. <laughs> Word. Yeah, definitely. No, like I think it gets to a point where it's just like, all right, you know, once you start noticing like, all right, I did this on the weekend or I went on this trip and I feel like shit, I'm bloated. I haven't slept correctly in another, someone else's, I haven't been in my own bed for a week or a weekend. It's like, you start, you start to notice those things. And like, like you said earlier, like when people come to you or myself, like they think that's the best that they have that they're possibly can feel. And once they start to really feel the hundred percent of what they really can be, it's like, Holy shit, man. Like this is another level. And I think that to me too, with maintenance and with just, you know, intuitively eating without gaining weight and understanding food that way, I think that, that is the goal, man. Like that's the tip of the mountain. I think, I think from there, then you can really dial in on like, Hey, what's your goal? What's a six month goal you want to hit? What's a three month goal you want to hit? Then you can really set those really tough goals. And I think it's one of those things like as, as coaches, we have to kind of coach the person to the point where they can just be like, nutrition is no longer a problem. Now let's focus on something else in our lives. Do you kind of feel like you need to get there with, um, get there with your clients at a point of like, Hey, food's good. Sleep's good. Do they ask you, Hey, what, what the hell's next Maggie? What do we do after that? Well, I like to have them focus on other things in their lives. Like I talk to them about, cause I mean, with coaches, let's be honest, we're pretty much like uncertified therapists. Like they, <laughs> our clients come to us and Excellent. they're like, most of the time it's like, oh, I had this thing at work. That's so stressful. I had this thing with my boyfriend. I had this thing with my friend. And you just listen to what they have to say. And most of the time I, instead of, you know, focusing purely on nutrition and workouts, I like focusing on the mindset aspects, the relationships. I talk to my clients about, you know, just being more okay with, being alone because a lot of the times I think I get questions like my boyfriend just broke up with me now I'm feeling really sad and I think a big part of it is just working on being alone and loving yourself first instead of trying to depend on somebody else to make you happy so I do like like to take my clients through all of that because I mean really a fitness journey and and this whole thing, like, it's pretty much a self-love journey, right? Yeah. Like, you're, you're taking care of your body, you're taking care of your mind, and as a result, you start attracting other people in your life, like, whether it's a relationship that you want, like, intimacy, whatever it is, as a result of you loving yourself, then you start attracting those things just automatically, but if you're 
constantly in this state of like chasing the other thing and like trying to get fit for somebody else trying to you know look good for just for another reason then it's not sustainable first of all and also it's just exhausting trying to chase other people and trying to please other people so why not create this thing where you're doing this for yourself and you are putting your entire focus into bettering your own life and as a result you just automatically attract whatever you want i love that 100 percent. it's it's so wild when we start focusing on selfishly focusing on ourselves how much like more we are aware of what's really going on in this world like so many different doors open up for you once you start to become that one percent better every day when you start to become happier with oneself the game changes. Like everything changes. Things that used to make you upset don't make you upset anymore. You know, like this person that used to make you upset every time you talk to him on the phone, you're kind of just like, meh, I don't have to talk to you anymore. It's one of those things like through, I believe through coaching, through the process of nutrition and fitness, everything starts to change. And we know it's just being consistently consistent is how I always love to put it. Once you're consistently consistent on your nutrition, your fitness and your mindset goals, and always just kind of fine tuning those things like a mixer board, right? Like if you're in the studio, it's like every knob is different. They're not all straight up. They're not all straight down. They're not all straight in the middle. You have to fine tune what works for you, your lifestyle and your surroundings. And I think that's a huge part. And I love the fact that you said like living your life for other people, like with the, take that with a grain of salt community. Like, yeah, you can help people out, you know, selfishly or unselfishly. You can definitely be a good person, But when you start pouring your cup in the morning into everyone else's cup first and you just, well, I guess I have this little bit left for myself. Like that's a problem. It's a gigantic problem. Like you have to understand like that is your energy, how you dish that out in a day. That's up to you. That's that you can't let an outside voice tell you like, give me that cup of energy. That's all mine. You're like, okay, I'll help you. I'll help you do this today again for the third, fourth, fifth day in a row. Like at one point you have to understand that you're getting taken advantage of. And I love the fact that you talk mindset with your clients. I think that's fucking awesome. I'm so glad you're on this podcast right now talking about that. I think I talk mindset all the time. Like we're constantly, constantly talking mindset. And sometimes you get on the phone for a check-in, you're not even fucking talking nutrition anymore. You're just like, you laid out on me. You have a rough week. I'll just sit there. Tell me, give it to me, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think fitness really like the secret to getting fit, like there, there, there is no secret with the nutrition or the workouts. Like it's pretty simple, but the majority of it lies in the mindset. Like I can give somebody the perfect plan for your nutrition and workouts, but if they don't have the mindset to do it, they're not going to get the results. Right. And it's almost like once they stop focusing on the results and just start focusing on the work, like everything changes. Like every single thing changes, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's also like just focusing on the journey instead of, you know, like trying to hit this number on the scale, trying to do this in a certain amount of time. If you just genuinely enjoy yourself every single day and just show up your best day by day and just being the best version of yourself, you're going to get to the end result so much sooner than you, than you even expect. 100%. I mean, I could, that's like a, like this community probably hears that on a broken record. Every time I have a podcast, it's the same thing. It's like, you have to consistently put the work in. Cause once you start putting the work in the stress of that result goes away and your goals, you get there. So before you know it, you're like, Oh shit, I've been doing this for three months. Holy shit. Look at that. Oh, I put that dress on. Oh, I put a pair of pants on. Oh my God. I haven't been in these in a year. Are you kidding me? 
once you stop focusing on like the, the scale, right? Stop focusing on the fucking scale. If you stop focusing on the fucking scale, you're going to step on it one day and surprise the complete shit out of yourself. And I think that's one thing we have to do because subconsciously, a lot of people like I have, I don't know if, if you have this, I don't know how it's going to be. I have more predominantly uh, male clients and female clients right now. That's just because I'm a guy. I'm sure I, I attract more men, right? Just like you, you know, I'm sure you attract, you know, other pretty ladies like yourself. And I think it's like, I have, I have my, my clients step on the scale every day if they can. Now, if they cannot, and it's a really problem, I take that whole column out of the food log. Like I don't even have them do that, but I try to educate the fact that stepping on the scale each day shows you at the end of the week, what your real weight is. And it helps you train your mind for the fluctuations that will happen after a pizza night Friday or after brunch on Sunday with the guys or the girls, you know, after a couple of drinks and a couple like waffles and stuff like that. Like you obviously train yourself. You step on a scale, like, listen, are you okay with that number? I completely understand that I had alcohol on a Sunday at brunch and I had two waffles to myself. It'll go back down by Wednesday. You'll be perfectly fine. Do you have, do you put um, weighing yourself in daily or weekly or how does that kind of go about with the females that you work with? Yeah, I usually do it a couple times a week. I don't yeah. like to have them focus on it every single day. I think that just creates, I mean, like the women who come to me, they're already kind of obsessed with okay. the scale. So right. I don't have them every single day, but I, I try to help them get into the mindset that that number on the scale, just like anything, is just a number and it does not have any meaning unless you attach a meaning to it. And I like to give the analogy of, you know, just treating this fitness journey, treating your body like a science experiment. Like in a science experiment, you're weighing out stuff. You're not looking at that number and saying, oh my gosh, this is going to make me have such a horrible day. Like if you just treat your body and this journey like that experiment and just have an objective view of all the data that you're collecting, then it's hard to let the scale affect your mood. Yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree with you. And I know that when it does come time to, I've had a couple of clients as well. They're like, I'm not weighing myself today. I'm like, perfect. Don't, I don't want you to. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to take that entire column out. So you don't even have to look at it anymore. And that's a big thing too. And then coaching through the scale, because I know, you know, there's times when even today for myself, I'll step on the scale a couple of times a week, like after a long week, I'm like, God damn, I really went for it this weekend. You know, like I, yeah. I, I really did it, you know, but just to know that I step on it, I'm like, all right, dude, I see that number. I'll come back in a couple of days just to check you back out. Just so I understand that, you know, get all the sodium out of my system, get back on the greens and all that stuff just to keep a, a better pace with everything. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That happens to me too. And lately, you know, for the past few months, I ha actually have not been weighing myself. And right now, I don't even know how much I weigh because I just, I feel like it's around the same, but I just don't have, like, I, I just don't feel the need to check it out anymore because I just genuinely do not care anymore. And I think that's, a good place for me to be in right now just coming from you know my eating disorders and weighing myself every single day for for a long time and I think just being happy with how your body feels instead of focusing on like a certain number it's it's a huge thing 
Yeah, I think, um, is that something huge that you coach and, and your clients as well? Like, do you always ask for feedback on how are you doing? How was your sleep? Like, how was your stress levels today? Like, where do you feel uh, you're at this week? Do you really try to focus on that as well to try to teach the fact that, hey, listen, you are only as good as how you feel day to day. Like, do you really try to hammer that home? Oh, for sure. On our yeah. weekly check-ins, they're telling me their stress, sleep, hormones, how much caffeine they're taking. Like I, their, their check-in form is very detailed and they probably get annoyed at, at me at this point that I ask for so much information, but it's the only way for me to tell like where they're at. Because if I see that they've had a stressful week and the scale went up, then, you know, well, that makes sense. Maybe you're holding on to some extra water or if I see that they've had a lot of caffeine this week, well, that also makes sense, you know, why your sleep was horrible. So it's just like collecting as much data as possible because I, I don't think there's such thing as too much data. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's always things that I track with my clients and I think it's really helpful to just have this holistic view of their progress instead of just focusing on the number on the scale. Right. Correct. And it's one of those things too. It's like, we don't walk around with a number above our head, floating above our head. Like, you know, we don't get put into groups that have the same numbers. It's one of those things, like we shouldn't be focusing on something that has absolutely nothing to do with our day. And it's one of those things. I think I made a tweet not too long ago, I think a week or two ago, where it was like, we've, we're told our whole lives, like not to let outside voices, you know, push us in any direction in our lives. You know, like don't let outside voices mess with you. It's like, why the fuck are you stepping on an inanimate object and whatever that thing spits numbers at you that has no idea that you had pizza night every single Friday the night before? Why are you letting that run your entire day and ruin your week or ruin your fucking month? You know, like, and that alone, that, that change in your head where you're stressed about the scale, you know, you and I know instant cortisol spike. You, you'll, you'll eat differently because of it. You'll starve yourself because of it. You know, you know, and it's one of those things like you see that number and all of a sudden like, fuck, fucking that damn number is there again. And it just ruins your entire day. You know, it's a very troublesome thing. Yeah, for sure. And it also just, I think we just all grew up, especially, I, I mean, I don't know about men, but with women, I think most of the fear around the number on the scale comes from just like societal conditioning when everyone is talking about it and your parents are talking about it. And now you think that this number is your entire worth. And from my experience, at least for me growing up, like my grandparents were always telling me, Oh, you need to lose weight. My parent, I, I mean, my parents were like fine with whatever I was, but my grandparents were always just on top of, you know, just, like wanting me to lose weight and wanting me to, you know, get healthier so that I can find a boyfriend and I can get married. <laughs> oh, God. oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I love that old school mentality, you know, like you, yeah. gotta, you gotta look good for a husband. You're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know, why not just be yourself and find somebody who loves you for who you are? Dude. Oh my gosh. 100%. And it's like, it's funny that you brought that up. Cause it's like every time when you're younger, even, even today, it doesn't matter when you're younger, like even today you go to let's okay. The holidays are coming up. How many fucking holidays are you going to walk into where someone's like, Oh, Hey, you look great. Well, did I fucking look bad last time you saw me? Like, what does that, even, <laughs> what does that even mean? You know? And it's like, why do why we're just so, 
it's like normal for us to say that. Like, oh, you're looking great today. Like, you're looking great. What the fuck, dude? Like, I think I looked pretty good last time I saw you too. Like, fuck you, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it just also just taking that so personally. Like, when people are like, oh, you look great. And you're like, so you're telling me that all of these other times I came to you, I looked like shit. Like, it's just saying that so personally. And honestly, I think people read too much into things sometimes. Like, just stop overthinking everything because even if somebody says something really nasty to you right. it's not it's not your problem it's a reflection of them i love that i love that i always i always tell people that too it's like if someone's gonna say something shitty to you um it's just something that you have that they will never have or that they don't have at that time and they're just so fucking mad they have to try to bring you down a little bit i think a lot of people don't really realize that like you'll if let's just let's hypothetically say you walk into um, a family party and someone's like man i think you you know like you look a little bigger last time i saw you just like you have that like jerk aunt or uncle or like that jerk grandma or grandpa or cousin or whatever who's just like dude you put on a little bit of weight like joking around and it's like actually no i didn't i'm actually the same my body has just changed because i'm lifting weights now but hey cool talk to you a little bit like i'll see you later and during the party and it's one of those things like no, like, you know, I'm lifting weights and you don't like it. And so you try to take me down a notch. And I think that's a huge thing that we need to start telling people, like, don't take everything so fucking serious, especially today, day and age. Like, listen, man, society's crazy when it comes to nutrition and fitness today. Like you can see for every great coach, like there's two great coaches on this screen right now, if you guys are watching on YouTube, but if you're listening, there's two great coaches that are talking right now on a podcast. There's 50 shitty coaches that are out there telling you what not to eat or what to eat just because it may have worked for them or didn't work for them, or they want to get you a result in 30 days or less so that you stick with them and sign over some more money. And I think that's a, it's an amazing thing. What you just said, it's like, dude, chill out for a little bit. Like, don't worry about what other people are saying. Yeah. I mean, the thing about like this industry is that so many people are in it now, like not for, not for the clients and it's just really sad for me to see because I think a lot of the job that we are doing right now is just undoing what's already been done in the industry like helping people unlearn what they've been told and that's yeah just a huge portion of our job and the thing with the fitness industry is like I mean I feel like this can be a good or bad thing, but there is really no regulation in this industry. Yeah. So th there, there are some good coaches out there and there are some shitty coaches who are just in it for the quick buck, which I'm really disgusted when I see that. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I'm sure for you as well, we value like long-term results and we value integrity. Like for me, integrity is everything. And I'd rather not sign on somebody and make the money than, you know, sign on somebody who I can't even help just to take their money. Right. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about who you are as a person too, Mags. And it's just like, there is, there is only, you know, the long sustainable, you know, term for the nutrition protocol. There is nothing quick. Like I will never sell anybody a quick fix. There is no quick fix. I only see long and sustainable. Those two words are smashed together for me. It could be one word, you know, it's like, there is only long sustainable. Like, you know, this is going to take time. And I let everybody know that right away. Like, Hey, listen, what you want is going to take time. And I, usually I get to, well, how long is a long? I'm like six months. 
to where we can really start making a dent in your goal. Sometimes people walk away and some, sometimes people are like, ah, fuck it. Cool. I get it. You know, it's been up teen years of doing the same thing. And I give you a small timeline of like six months to maybe see a difference. Like think about that in retrospect. I think long sustainable anything is the way to go. Even in your fitness, even in your nutrition, I think people have to understand like the, once you wrap your head around the fact that it is going to take three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, if you, once you understand that it's easier, I think when you do these stupid diets that take that swear 30 day results, you're so on, like you're on for that 30 days, right? You're driving yourself crazy being 100% of every single day, which right away that plan to me is not sustainable. Just what I just said, it's not going to work 30 days or 31 days, whatever you want to put it. They're hundred percent on each day. They've never been 100% ever. So why right now are you picking up that book or jumping on that bandwagon of that shitty fad diet for 30 days, trying to be 100% when you've never been 100% by the end of that 30 days, you're just going to fucking kill yourself. Literally. You're going to pick up more cookies. You're going to pick up more ice cream. You're going to binge the fuck out of it just to say that, Hey, that did work for me for 30 days. I lost 20 pounds, but really did it, Maggie? Did it really work for you? If you have to do it again in 60 more days, you know, I think it's one of those things like long sustainability is the only route. Exactly. And I think just in today's world with technology, you know, I love using this example of Amazon's two-day delivery, even though it's super convenient, but it just teaches people to value instant gratification because with your two-day delivery, when when your package is not here on day two, you're calling Amazon, you're like, where the fuck is my package? Even though it's two-day delivery, like what else are you expecting? And people just get almost trained to have this instant gratification mentality. And they're like, I want to get fit and I want it right now. And if it takes any longer than this, I'm going to get frustrated. I don't have patience. And I think patience is a really good thing for everybody to just learn because I didn't used to have any patience at all. But if you really want to have sustainable results that last a lifetime, you have to be patient with it and try to build habits and create behavior change because that's what's really going to carry on, not some diet that you're going to follow for the next 30 days. Yeah, 100%. It's like the patterns and you can only be as sustainable as the patterns that are around you or your surroundings in general. Like we, you and I know that I'm a big preacher on, you know, change your surroundings and a lot of things will change around your life. Like that goes from, you could be just, I've say this all the time in the podcast. It's like, listen, you show me somebody with a dirty house. I'll show you somebody with a dirty car. Same thing. You show me somebody with a dirty car and I'll show you someone with a dirty house. When you have to wake up every single morning, step into your dirty house because you're upset because you didn't clean the dishes the night before, or you walk to your car and you have to move stuff out of your way to even sit in your fucking car because it looks like you live in your car for the last two years. That's, that's, you're starting your day off with so, such high stress just, just, just from that. Now, let's just say you get to work and your work environment's the same way. Now, it's like, when are you actually taking a second to breathe? I mean, these are like, you spend how much of your life at work? You spend how much of your time in your house or your apartments that you live at? You spend how much time in your car? And those things are completely trashed? How do you think your life is going to be? You can't have a clean car and then something, you know, like you can't have a dirty car and the rest of your life is clean. It's impossible because if that one thing that you sit in every single day is completely trashed, then you really probably don't care about the other things being clean around you. And I think the surroundings is a humongous thing. Exactly. And 
even to go off on that, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. Like if you, you know, like leave dishes in the sink, you're like, it's fine if I just leave it here, like whatever, then it shows a lot about how you approach other things in your life. And I think people don't realize that the small things are the ones that actually make a big difference. Like I think people want to build confidence. They want to look fit, but then in their day-to-day small actions, they don't stick to their own words. They break their own promises. They show up late. And that's little by little breaking away your confidence. Yeah. I love it. I love it, Maggie. You're, you're so on point with everything that you're saying. <laughs> Thank you. So are you, are you training people as well in gyms? Or are you, are you handling their fitness online or how does that work? Take the nutrition off the table really quick. Are you helping people with their fitness as well? Are you writing programs for anybody? Anything like that? Are you doing um, inside or outside the gym? I do it online. So I do not train in person right now, but I mean, in the future, I would love to, I think that'd be really cool. And with nutrition, it's, it's just all part of the program, like fitness Mm -hmm. and nutrition, they go hand in hand. And I work with people one-on-one at the moment. I don't have any group programs or any just like workout programs that I sell, but it's just one-on-one coaching because I love the aspect of building that connection with my clients. And I want to create this holistic transformation for them instead of just, you know, throwing them a workout program for them to do for 30 days. That's not really my style. (laughs) So I love the one-on-one coaching and that's what I have right now. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, I do the exact same thing, like fitness and nutritionist together. You get them both. Like you don't have a choice. It's one of those things where I just started that like in January, on January 1st of this year, I'm like, listen, I have to do both. Like people don't understand. Like, so it was one of those things where like, first it was in, 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 into nutrition, but then people are going to work out, but then people are like, well, I'm not getting the results I want. Can we switch around my nutrition? It's like, listen, if you're doing the nutrition the way I told you to, you should be seeing results. And I'm like, wait a minute, ding, the light, light went off. It's like, I need to be in control of both of these. And I think by being in control of the fitness and the nutrition, I think people, and then going to one person for both of those, I think is a big monumental thing for people as well. Instead of seeking out that person and seeking out this, but have 10, 10 coaches. It's like, Hey, listen, I want to be your one coach. You come to me for everything. And we're going to get you on the straight and narrow. When it comes to females, where do you see the biggest problem in fitness right now? Mm, For females, I think it's just being marketed to (laughs) so easily because a bunch of the fitness industry is targeting females with their detox teas and their detox everything and you know the thing with detox teas i think they're so stupid because that's literally the job of your liver because if you have to drink a tea to detox then what's your liver doing um so yeah a bunch of the market is just trying to target women you know get them to buy waist trainers all of these you know cleanses or whatever and people fall for it because like we talked about is that instant gratification mentality when people are like you know i can do this cleanse for seven days and get results i'm i'm in and when you tell them like here's a program that you're going to do for three or six months that will get you long-term results they're like no no this is too long so i think it's just that mentality that everything has to happen so quickly and happen right now and just finding the easiest route to get there not understanding that whatever is worth having is not going to come easy and it's not going to come quick 
Yeah, 100%. It's so funny that people forget we have a liver and kidneys for things like that. And they'd rather starve themselves for a week <laughs> and hope and hope for the best. Like, cool. What are you going to get from doing that, that juice cleanse for seven days? Like, what do you actually think is going to happen besides you wanting to literally eat your shoe because you're so hungry by day two, you know, like, I think it's, it's a bad, it's a bad thing. I, I definitely do think that um, women are marketed so much more heavy in this space than men are. I think with men, it's a lot of lifting weights and a lot of, you need to look like this and be bigger this way. But I think for women, it's like, man, there's a big, big problem going on with the, the, um, all the wannabe supplements. Like, like you just said, the teas and the wraps. And it's like, oh my God, if I see more of those shrink wraps, I swear to fucking God, man, I'm going to freak Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. Men or women, that shit does not work. Right? Race, waist trainers do not work. Listen to what Yeah, that needs saying. to go. That needs to go right now. <laughs> 100%. Like it's doing zero. Like it's doing zero. Do you, do you have a big, is one of your big concerns with women is the amount of, of cardio that they tell you that they do? Oh yeah. All the women are like, I run five miles a day to lose weight. And I'm like, that's, that's a lot of running. I don't, I, I don't run anymore. I don't do cardio anymore. I walk outside, get my steps in every day, but like running on treadmill or just going for marathon runs is not really my thing. And unless you really just want to build up your endurance, which most women who come to me, they don't care as much about endurance as how, as how they look, but yeah, like don't spend your time doing so much cardio. It's not going to do anything for you. Probably going to slow down your metabolism, especially if you're not eating enough. Just add all that together, not eating enough plus the cardio. Your metabolism is fucked up and you're just going to be in this constant state of being so tired, your body trying to recover and not being able to recover and you're not seeing any sustainable results. So yeah, cardio is not really my thing, but I don't have anything against it. If my clients say they genuinely enjoy cardio, right. then they do cardio. Yeah, until we start seeing it doing a little bit too much. But how how's the weightlifting going with the women as well? They love it, actually. Awesome. Yeah, like when I first introduced some some of my clients to strength training, they're like, "Is this really for me? Is this isn't this what men do?" Like I get asked that question so much, and I could just see you screaming like in your own head, like, "Ah!" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "This is." I don't think men and women should train differently. I think that's the biggest myth that women should train different differently than men. But the reality is that they should train the same, but women are not going to put on as much muscle as men because we don't have as much testosterone. I think it goes off of looks though. You know, it's like, we can say, you know, women are like, Oh, women shouldn't train like men. And here you are saying that we should train the same. It's like, listen, a deadlift is a deadlift, no matter who's picking the fucking bar up. I don't, it, it doesn't change anything. Like, why do we have to put a cap on it? Like, I don't want to train like a man. It's like, so you just want to do cable kickbacks for your butt. That's all you want to do. Exactly. I think women don't want to train like a man because they are afraid of looking too muscular or too bulky. And I always tell them only if it was that easy to build muscle, <laughs> like you think you're going to lift, lift a weight and wake up tomorrow with a bunch of muscle. Like, please tell me how you're doing that because I, <laughs> I'd love to put on muscle right. quicker, but it just doesn't happen like that. Not at all. And once people start doing it for more than, you know, three to six months, they understand like, 
all right, I'm, I'm not as big as a man or I'm not as big as a bodybuilder. I think I can continue to do this. And I think that's a big thing. It's like, you think you're going to touch that weight and all of a sudden it's like, poof, you got like, you got traps. It's like, that's not how it works, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's another thing too. It's like, and I, I believe that too. It's, and it's funny, it's funny that you said that it's, it's one of those things. Like I've had, you know, one-on-one coaching in the gym, um, you know, private training with people. And it's, I've had women in their fifties and their mid fifties and fifties. I've had men in their sixties. Guess what? We're all doing the same shit. I train them all the same. Is the intensity different? Of course. Are the weights different? Of course. But a deadlift can be turned into a trap bar deadlift. It's like everyone's picking something up from the ground. And guess what? Everyone's doing farmer's carries one way, shape or form. Everyone's carrying something heavy. It's one of those things like we all need to be doing those things to build up the strength. And I think once that's another big thing too. It's like once, once you start teaching that into the, into the, the male and female, you know, that are out there, it's like a lot of things change, man. A lot of things change. I think that's a huge part of forgetting about your new fitness and just doing the right thing for three to six months, forgetting about nutrition, do the right thing. Consistency is King consistently will always be King and will always be queen. And one of those things is like, once you start just focusing on the work, everything else just falls into place. Oh, absolutely. And I think strength training is also just amazing for your overall health, like not even aesthetics wise, but you know, there are so many benefits like regulating your hormones, your, your bones are getting stronger. Like if you're aging, then you probably do yourself and it just good for longevity too if you're doing it correctly and you're not taking it to an extreme and i just don't think cardio has those benefits 100 percent. like we still want to be able to pick something off the ground when we get a lot older than we are right now and without having something hurt or crack or bend or break and something like that and it's like listen we're always going to be carrying in groceries for the rest of our life we're probably always going to be pushing a cart or pushing a stroller if you know whatever you want to say those things are here till the day we die and we want to be able to do those without any type of pain. Exactly. Like you don't want to be the person when you're getting older, like get down in the shower to pick up your shampoo bottle and like break your back. <laughs> Fall over, can't get up type thing. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. So better start putting in the work now and just strengthening your bones, your muscles so that in the future, you don't need someone to take care of you because like if you need, just imagine when you're older if you just need somebody to like be there for you all the time, taking care of you, because you can't do anything for yourself. Like, I don't want to live that life. That, right. That'd be a really sad way to end your life. 100%. Maggie, we're kind of at the top of the hour. I want to say thank you so much for being on. But before we go, if you've never listened to this part of the podcast, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. If you're not ready, be ready for it. Can you tell me three things I'll let it keep in your space too? Three things for females that they can do immediately, three actionable items that they can do as soon as they're done listening to this podcast to live a better lifestyle. Mm, okay. Definitely putting me on the spot. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I do. Take your, take your time with it. It's what I do. Okay. So I think number one. I would say focus more on self-care because I think we're so stuck in this go, go, go mentality that we don't even slow down for a second to think about what is it that we really want and what can we do to get there? Because a lot of the times I'll talk to people and they're like, oh, I just, I'm just going through my day-to-day life, not not really having a purpose and not really having a direction. So I think 
slowing down and really getting real with yourself about what's working, what's not working, where do I really want to go? That's going to be really helpful. And this takes a lot of self-awareness and just radical honesty with yourself because the truth is probably going to (laughs) hurt. Like being real with yourself about where you're currently at and why you're not where you want to be yet, the truth will hurt, but it's going to set you free if you're really honest with yourself. So I think the first step is just slowing down, doing self-care, being honest with yourself and getting clear on where it is that you really want to go. And I think the second one is focusing on your on your fitness and nutrition because your body is your physical health is such a huge part of your life like as much as maybe you're neglecting it right now i think we have four i think areas of our life that need to be mastered we have the physical we have the mental emotional and spiritual and if you're neglecting your physical health right now you're neglecting a fourth of your of your entire life so focusing on your fitness and nutrition is going to be crucial and there's this quote that i absolutely love it says a person who's healthy has a lot of dreams has many dreams a person who's unhealthy has one dream So if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. You're not going to be going after anything in your life. So taking care of your fitness and nutrition is going to be crucial. And number three is surrounding yourself with the right people. Because I think your relationships make or break your life. Like you are who you surround yourself with. And if you constantly surround yourself with people who are there to drag you down who cause drama who are into negativity then that's the type of life that you're going to end up living and if you currently don't have those positive and uplifting people then reach out to them I didn't have them to begin with but it takes you stepping out of your comfort zone reaching out to them and giving them value pretty much you want to be giving to other people in order for them to give something back to you so just building those really strong relationships and connections that's going to get you really far because if you follow successful people in their lives like success leaves leaves clues and if you just watch what successful people do eventually you're going to become like them because i think success has a pattern and if you just really watch closely and watch what other people are doing eventually you're going to figure out the pattern and you're going to get there yourself unbelievable thank you so much for all of that that's insane and how to end a podcast like that you're so on top of everything that you're teaching and your coaching is is on fucking point maggie so maggie thank you so much for being on the podcast your time and energy is truly truly an honor and a blessing to this community and myself maggie where can everybody find you at on all your social media platforms yeah, so my Instagram is at Maggie Dong underscore, and I have a podcast, the Mind Muscle Movement podcast, which I will have to have you on my podcast soon. Be my this honor. Convers- yeah, this conversation was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. You're more than welcome, dude. Anytime, anytime you need me on, I'll be there and I, I'll, I'll call on you again pretty soon. This was an amazing, amazing conversation and a totally different outlook on 
than a lot of other guests have had on, but dude, you're awesome. I love everything that you're putting out there in the real world and just being your real self and congratulations from beating everything in the past and becoming the woman that you are today, dude. So thank you so much today for your time and your energy. Give it up for Maggie, everybody. Man, what an amazing episode, huh? What a super, super down-to-earth girl. I love everything that she's doing in this space. And you guys, like I said, go ahead and look her up on Instagram. It is at MaggieDong underscore. And make sure to check the show notes as well. There's going to be some additional information down there for you guys to follow. And like always, guys, please hit subscribe on the podcast so you never miss an episode to stay up to date, as well as head on over to YouTube and do the exact same thing to the YouTube channel with Every Day with Anthony J. Check the show notes. You can just go ahead, click on that, and head on over there, guys. And you guys, how awesome was the last three things that she said? So number one, self-care. We need to slow down. Number two, stick to a fitness and nutrition plan and just keep consistency going. And number three, surround yourself with the right people and the like-minded people. And that third one is is probably, it's so damn important. I want to rank it up there as number one, but everything that you said was so damn good. But you are the sum of the five people that are around you. Remember that if there's only one way. If, if someone brings you down, you got to walk away from them. And if your friends, your friends can either be one of two ways, right? They can, even, they can either be an anchor and weigh you down and hold you down, or they can lift you up. There is no one foot in, one foot out when it comes to this shit, guys. So remember, surround yourself with like-minded people and surround yourself with the right people. Until next time, community, I love you, I love you, I love you.